Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest Crystal Palace. Oh, Crystal Palace. Uh, welcome to the uh, latest Crystal Palace Women's Show, uh, brought to you by Eagle Eye View. Um, there's Mike here, just waiting for Phil to join me, um, and then we can get the show underway. Tonight, we're going to be looking at uh, last Sunday's 2-1 home victory against Blackburn in what was the third to last game of the season, and we will be looking back on, well, so looking back, we'll be looking at a topic regarding uh, goal scores throughout the team, which I'll explain a little bit more when I go into. Um, Phil, welcome aboard, can you hear me? Yeah, not bad. You missed me mess up already. By oh, welcome everyone. Yeah, welcome everyone <laughs> to the Crystal Pillars show. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, it started smooth last week. It's gone downhill this week. <laughs> you, need, you need to keep off the vino, mate. That's what it is. Well, what can you say? Uh, you know, all this celebrating we're getting to do lately. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But uh, are you all right? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks. Really good, yeah. Thanks. Excellent. Well, as I was just doing introduction, so it's Crystal Palace Women's Show, uh, Myself and Phil here, part of it on as the Eagle Eye View. Um, as I just said, we'll be looking back at the two of victory over Blackburn on Sunday, and we'll be discussing a topic regarding uh, goal scorers throughout the team, which is just saying I'll, I'll explain a bit better when we come to it. Um, as always, I start with running down the results from last weekend. Um, we're getting down to the, the kind of nitty gritty now, um, with, the, with just a few games to go left in the season. Um, one of the factors was decided last weekend, which I'll get to shortly. Uh, so, Lewis lost at home to Sheffield United 2-0. Uh, Sheffield United, bar the blip of the Sunderland 4-1 defeat, have been in great form lately. Um, we beat Blackburn 2-1 at home. London City Lionesses beat Charlton 2-0. Um, Sunderland Coventry was 0-0. Bristol City lost 4-2 at home to Liverpool. Again, it was played at Ashton Gate in a rec- front of a record attendance for the club, over five, over, over five thousand, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and hopefully, that kind of will continue, and it'd be nice to see that at Palace at some point. Um, and in the final game, the probably the biggest surprise, it finished Watford three, Durham three. Um, at one point, Watford were three one up in that game, so that means Liverpool uh, won the title. With the win, they only needed a point, but the win over Bristol got them the title victory. Um, down at the bottom, it's as you were because both teams drew, so it's a six-point gap. Coventry have got a game more to play, uh, which is against Bristol, and they do play each other on the final day, so it's not quite done and dusted there yet. Other than that, it's kind of the jostling for positions um, to see where the rest of us finish this season. The win for us took us up to third. We're on 33 points. We're two behind Bristol City, um, although they do have one game in hand. We're one ahead of Sheffield United and the Lionesses. Um, two ahead of Durham now, and we are five ahead of Charlton, so Charlton have to win both games to have any chance of finishing above us this season. Um, and as officially now, the lowest we can finish is seventh, which would equal our highest uh, natural league finish of the season, uh, which is fantastic. So, with that said, obviously get to the weekend's game um, with Blackburn coming to town, and uh, we talked about lineups again last week, and we went with the same lineup that uh, got the result against Charlton, um, but we managed to have a few more players back in the bench. Shiv 
was back from suspension and uh, Hannah Churchill was on the bench as well. So we had a bit more, we had a few more options on the bench. But unsurprising that we, we, we didn't change from the team that, that played so well away at Charlton in, in the derby. Um, Phil, obviously you and I were there. Uh, always great to see live. We, we both predicted wins. I, I predicted 3-1, you predicted 2-0. Um, we both said Coral and Molly would score, and that is what happened. Um, obviously, for some reason, you predicted a clean sheet, uh, which you should know by <laughs> should know the golden rule by now. <laughs> um, so we were both fairly close in a way. You, you, I was one goal off of the exact scoreline, and so are you. So uh, overall, we won, and that was the ma- the main thing out of it. Um, but your uh, just want to take your view on on the game on Sunday. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it was um, it was a pretty solid performance. I mean, Blackburn actually offered more than I thought they would, funnily enough. They had a few spells, didn't they, where they put us under a little bit of pressure. And um, it's incredible when you look at their away record, you know. I didn't expect them to have such a threat, but they did. And they equalised and made it one all at one point. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was good to start, stick with the same. I, I, you know, when, when, you, when you've won away at, at Charlton and you've... It's, you know, and I suppose Dean's probably thinking, actually, why would you change it? Everyone deserves, from that performance, they deserve to keep their place, don't they? But um, there was a change in the game. I think, it, it, you know, he moved from uh, the formation slightly um, when he made some substitutions. And I think it was just after that that they equalised. So, um, but yeah, the game, um, I think, you know, we, 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 played, we played quite well. I mean, I think we played better. You know, I don't think it was our best ever performance, but we did enough to win. I think we deserved to win. Um, so, um, I mean, the first goal was quite... Um, you know, fortunate in a way because the goalkeeper misread the bounce of the ball and it sort of bounced over and uh, Molly did really well to sort of anticipate that and get on the end of it. So uh, that, that, that pulled us one nil up. And then um, we made a few changes, a couple of, at least one change and sort of we went from a back five to a sort of a back four, it seemed. Um, and uh, we didn't seem to be as tight. I mean, you know, when they scored, there was acres of space for the, you know, I think it was Annabelle Blanchard who scored. Who was a, she impressed me, actually. She's only 20 years old. I think she's going to be a, a real superstar, you know, in, in in English football. I think she's a she's a really good player. She scored their goal. She had acres of space. And I just wonder if we did have, still have the three centre-backs, whether or not that would have been a bit different, you know. Um, but, um, no, we played well. And, and, and we... Um, uh, you know, you can always rely on Coral, can't you, to either create something or score a goal. And she did a fantastic little feint to the left and then cut inside on the right. And then the next minute is in the corner of the net. So it was um, it was a great finish. And uh, from, well, we know how good she is in that situation. She's very calm, isn't she? Just side-footed it in the corner and, it, and we won 2-1. So, um, yeah, I, was, I, I mean, you know, it wasn't, the, it wasn't a vintage performance by any means, but we did enough and we showed enough quality to win the game. Um, so we can't really, can't really argue with that, really. I, I mean, when we scored the winning goal, I, I, inter- <laughs> I think I interrupted your celebration. I was so pleased that I got the two goal scorers. I turned around to you and I went, I told you it was Molly and, and <laughs> it was going to be um, um, Molly and Coral who scored and I think I interrupted your celebrations of the goal I was almost celebrating my predictions as much as the winning goal so that's a bit sad really isn't it but it was yeah it was a great it was a great win and it keeps our 
keeps a great season running and you know if we can i think we'll finish third now i can't i can't see us not i know i know you're going to tell me off for saying that but i yep. think we're going to finish third <laughs> yeah you're right yeah <laughs> um we know what happens mr oh we're not going to lose the rest of the season um you've got a track record and it's not a good one <laughs> but i uh, know you know what i found was it was the reverse of my expectations with the Coventry game because when we played Coventry I thought they were going to come down full steam ahead really go into us put us under pressure create problems you know real, real difficult and Coventry came down and, and and did nothing you know other than they got when we were down to 10 they then got the goal which was you know an excellent finish but they really did so little in that game and whereas Blackburn I looked at also I put the stat out in the morning where I discovered that they had the, they were the worst away team in the league with had only scored one goal conceded 16 hadn't won I think they got two draws and seven defeats uh, which immediately starts setting off the old Crystal Palace alarm bells whether it's the men's women's youth team whatever because it, that's, that's the kind of the kind of stats where you, where you normally then give the gift of the points you know um, and they started really well, as you said. They 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 started on the front foot, um, and to be honest with you, it was all them. And then it was an error. You know, the ball played up, and the keepers come out mis- misread the bounce, and then it you know it's it's great forward play, you know, striking striker prowess from from Molly to realise it, act, react quickly, get ahead of the keeper, and tap it in. Um, and but up until that point, we we you know we we just kind of struggled a bit, um, and when that went in, we we took control of the game. I felt, and we we controlled it for a fair while. But as the half wore on, Blackburn, I think where we we didn't manage to make get a second, um, it probably gave Blackburn a bit of confidence to get back into the game, back to what they were doing. Um, they weren't having tons of chances, but they were just being more of a threat, pushing, breaking down the wing a lot um, down our right. Um, and then the second half, again, I think they started the brighter, and, I, and I, I get why we made the change because the way to punish Blackburn, you know, to cause problems, was on the front foot. And by making the change, you'd be but it was a triple change. Hannah, Hannah came on for um, Sophie, I believe it was, and then B and Shiv came on. For Alex and um, Izzy, and we went to the as you say we went to the four three three, and from then going forward we was, I mean we were ripping them apart at times, and it was, I mean B was on fire. It's probably one of the most dominant performances I think she's put in this season, where they just couldn't they couldn't touch her. You know, normally you'd kind of expect the way this season's gone, it's we used to it being Shiv. On the left, who's having those kind of performances, and and B was just absolutely electric, and she she could have had a couple. I think she could have scored almost instantly, and you know she had some great chances, set up some great chances, and the goal came um, through intricate play between Coral B and Molly to you know set up the chance. Um, but as you say, the, first of all, we went the one all, and I think it highlighted for me the the issue we've had. More the second half of the season, because I think you always any team that you know in, in any form of football when when you've been a bit of the surprise package at some point in the season teams start to 
work you out there because they start to have tape, don't they? They have things to study, games to study, look at, and they can start trying to work out, right, how can we nullify these threats? That always happens, and that was always going to happen with us, especially with the part-time four-time scenarios we've mentioned before. Um, but I think the second half of the season, where we had the difficulty with the run of games in there, highlighted a problem which I think this, this game personified, which is we perhaps don't have the balance at the moment to be able to do the solid at the back and the flowing fluid football up front. So to get that creative dominance you know, that attacking dominance with the free, it leaves us a lot more vulnerable at the back. Um, although I do feel Lizzie looks far more comfortable in the left-back position um, than as the left side of the free. Um, probably perhaps she's where she's, she's spent more time playing. You, I, you did notice it in the game, I thought. Um, but yeah, when we when we push forward like that, we, we do become a bit more defensively vulnerable which is how Blackburn got the goal. And they had a couple of other chances as well. Where they, There's one where they should have scored a second, if I remember rightly. Because um, we were talking about how we'd have, we'd have like doubled, uh, tripled their tally of, of away goals um, if it had gone in. But then on the flip side of that is if we go, you know, the, the, the five at the back, the, the three centre-backs with the wing-backs, makes us far more solid, um, which, is how two, which is where two of our clean sheets have come from. Um, and... All our wins lately, the, the last three wins have come from starting with that formation. But we're not as dominant going forward. So that will probably be the, the, the task for next season will be to see how we can, what we need to do to um, be able to get the best of both worlds. But I thought Blackburn, they, they caused problems going forward. They looked defensively, well, as, as it's probably their season has gone, you know, they were... They're definitely vulnerable at the back themselves, um, but I, I thought, you know, they they, they, need, they deserve a bit of credit for their performance because for them, effectively, the, you know, they're they're not going down, but I don't think they're going they're not going to finish higher than tenth, um, and it's been a difficult season for them that they're probably kind of look, looking forward to seeing the back of a little bit, but they still came down to a team that you know the win last week has given us a real chance, as you say, of top three. Top four, because uh, obviously the games in hand the teams have got. I mean, technically, you still could get second, which is how amazingly incredible that is. Um, and they, they came down to us, you know, and gave us a game. Um, so, yeah, it was... I, I think I, I said it to, to Molly after the game. It was, it's one of those matches where... I don't know about how you feel about it, but in previous seasons, that would have been 2 all or a 3-2 loss. You know, we'd have walked away scratching their heads, like, how have we, how have we lost this game to them? Um, and I think that shows how we have come a long way with the performances we're putting in and, and, and what we are achieving this season. Yeah, and I think you're right about um, B. I think you, she was out, she was outstanding when she came on and um, she sort of showed us, um, uh, you know, what she was very consistently like last season. Um, she hasn't really got the consistency back this year, Um but she's in spells that she's been, you know, certainly on Sunday, she was outstanding. And she's almost unplayable when she's in that sort of form because oh, she's, got the pace, 
yeah and she can go eat she goes inside or outside and you don't know which way she's going to go and then as soon as she gets someone on the wrong foot she's away and you can't stop her and um yeah it was uh it was a great run to, 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 to that led to the winning goal and um she was a real threat down there when she came on they couldn't you know when they just couldn't handle her at all she was brilliant wasn't she when she came on um but um yeah i mean talking about just going back to what you said about potentially getting second place i've just been looking at bristol city's final three games because of course we would need them to drop drop quite a few points because they've got a game in hand as well so they've got two home games against coventry and london city in their last games away at sunderland so you'd expect bristol city to probably pick up at least six points from there which means it which means we wouldn't be able to catch them but you never know i you know, take it the losses against coventry <laughs> I think I think if they're going to lose one, it would probably be away at Sunderland. The way I think Sunderland's a quite a dangerous team on their day. Yeah, they really keep on them. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe six or seven points. I can't see them dropping enough points for us to overtake them. Um, but you know, if we it, and then it and then it depends on on other results and our results. But I thought, you know, but yeah, I'm going back to the game on Sunday. Their goalkeeper made one of the greatest saves I've ever seen. Um, in oh, live God, football. Oh God, yeah, she did. Oh my God! It was just unbelievable. We were right behind it, weren't we? I mean, how how she got there? I mean, it more than made up for the error for the first goal. I mean, it was just incredible. One handed, flying into the top corner, and she just managed to push it away. And I don't know how she. I mean, it was in. I was celebrating already. How, it was, how it was she head, got? It was a header from Coral, wasn't it? From the cross from yeah, the beach. It was. Yeah, it was a fantastic header right in the top corner. What a save. I mean, you know, it was just, it was, I, I, I thought it was in the net and suddenly this hand came out and pushed it, pushed it around the post. I mean, it was just one of the best saves I've ever seen in any, any football, um, in, in, you know, in all, in the 45 years I've been going. So, well, we um, all applauded, didn't we? We all applauded the yeah. Incredible save. I've never seen anything quite like it, really, for a long time. I mean, it's the sort of thing that Julian Sproni would have done, you know, um, to win us a game, you know, with a, out, something we'd, every, where we'd get a standing ovation, you know, uh, a seller. So it was that sort of save where it was just a, it was a match winning, normally would be a sort of a match saving save. But, um, she didn't, you know, it was incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I think uh, the thing is, I, mean, I know we're going to talk about goal scorers later, but I mean, when you've got players on the pitch like Coral, um, who can just score score you like she did at Charlton, she can get you a, a goal out of nothing. Um, uh, she's got so many different types. I mean, you know, the header that was going in the top corner. Um, she's got so many different types of goals um, that she can score. Um, and uh, so when you've got someone like that on the pitch, even, even when they pull us back to 1-1, I just thought, yeah, you know, it's um we've we've still got enough to win the game. I wasn't I, I wasn't I mean I know that they had a couple of chances and I, some of their some of some of their play was really good actually. They put there's a couple of balls across the box that all it needed was a touch yeah. really. Um, but um so they, they they were really dangerous. I was impressed. I was you know more impressed than I thought I was going to be with Blackburn. Um, but um when you've got players in the team that can win you the game, you always feel confident that you know, we 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 can turn it back round in, in our favour. And that's what happened with Coral. It was a it was a great finish and um yeah, I mean it was um it was a funny sort of game because it was a little bit sort of yeah, we didn't really get going, did we? And and then we got the goal. Like you said, you know, they actually probably played better in the first in the first in the opening stages of the game, you know, and then we managed to get the goal and then it sort of gave us a little bit more confidence, I suppose, and 
and we played a lot better. But yeah, it was um, it was a much tighter game than I thought it was going to be. It could have it could have easily have gone either way actually. Um, but we've just got that little bit of quality in the team now, haven't we? Where we can just where we just win games. We've got we've got match winners, you know. Like Coral's a match winner. I think Kirsty's a match winner. Millie, you know, we've got all that. They, we've got we've got some experience in the team that know how to how to how to how to draw out a result. So very pleased with the result. Absolutely, it was a little stat that I've just realised off the top of my head sitting here, but it was the first win in twenty twenty two when we've played the week before, I believe. Um, I think that is right. If I had the, uh, you know, my backup stat or someone in the corner, they could look it up for me. But because obviously we beat Durham, but that was coming off of well, the Sunderland game was postponed. So Durham was the first game we actually played this this year, and then we played Liverpool, and then we played Lewis. We beat Lewis was our second win of the year, and that was the week after Liverpool. Um, and obviously Sunderland was. Um, off off of a break, and so what the Sunderland win was off of uh, in the extra break, and the uh, win last week against Charlton was off after a two week break. So yeah, it's only so it's the second time, the second time this this year that we've managed to you know we've won after back to back weekends, uh, which is something I, I mentioned last week that I'll be interested to see how we do because the previous two wins and and great performances have come off the back of having that two week kind of respite. Um, it, I felt you know it's going to be interesting to see how we would manage it with the back-to-back games, and so maybe that has played a part a little bit. Um, because obviously, there's far less, with with the players with the full-time jobs as well. There's far less recovery time for them. Um, but yeah, you know, it was as you say, you know, it wasn't wasn't the world's greatest performance, but it was it done the job. You know, and, and it got the win. And on another day, with the chances we had, it would it could have been four or five. You know, and I I, I felt Coral ran the midfield. I thought, or the two teams, the midfields of both teams, Coral was just a cut above with the play. When she got the ball, she amount of time she just a, a control turn, leave the defender standing, you know, leave the marker standing, and and then when B and Shiv came on, it gave her the outlet. So when she then beat someone and opened up the space. She then had, well, most of the time, be you know to to feed the ball to, and and we were off off we went, and um, she's you know it's it's really been a standout couple of weeks for Coral, which, as we've always said, is exactly what she's been capable of doing for us, um, and it brought her level again. We'll be talking about goals in a bit, but it brought her tied for joint top scorer on five, which has matched her goal scoring return from last year as well. Um, and in football, goal scoring midfielders are, are massively important, I think. Um, you know, so yeah, it was it was all about, I think for me, it was all about the you know, get the get the points, I think, at the end of the day, because um, we, we, we've got something to really chase, you know, we've got this, this opportunity to really chase this most amazing finish. Um, and you know, the two back-to-back wins have given us that. And, and here's a crazy thing. We went into the Charlton game a week ago, a point behind them, and in sixth or seventh by the start of play. And now a week later, after two games, we're five clear of them, and they almost can't catch us. What a massive turnaround that is. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean... Um... 
all the teams that we're above at the moment who are full time. I mean, it just goes to show how incredible that the season is. Thirty three points. I mean, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? You know, I mean, it's just been it's just been an amazing season. We've 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 gone away from home and sort of battled for wins like at Sunderland. We've played teams completely off the park, you know, um, like when we beat Charlton at home and when we beat Durham, probably both games against Durham, really. I think we played them off the park. Um, and then, um, you know, we've, 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 had, we've had some games where we probably should have picked up points and we didn't. You know, Watford away, we were 2-0 up and we ended up drawing 2-2. Um, and uh, the draw at home to Sunderland, you know, I think we had a goal disallowed and we hit the post and it was just one of those days. That was a game at Sellhurst. And so when you look over the season, you know, when you think about some of the points that we probably should have picked up and didn't, London City Lionesses, we should have picked up a point late on with a great chance in the last minute um, away to them. Um, and then, but you know, and then we had a really dodgy spell where we where we were getting beaten quite heavily as well. So, but we've managed to you know bounce back from that. So it showed what sort of resilience we've got in the team. You know that we can actually turn around and and th- and think. You know, we're not going to we're not going to stand for this. We're going to do something about it. And we when we bounce back, and we, then we we've had these last two wins. I mean, it's just been it's just been incredible. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, I think going forward now, I mean. It's going to be really important for us to be able to keep some of these key players, you know, because um, I'd imagine that there are other clubs who have got more resource than us, full-time clubs, for example, um, who might be interested. Um, And I think, we, as we know, I don't know what the contract situation is like with our players, but as we know in women's football at this level, championship, to you know the second tier, most players sign a one-year contract, so they'll be free to sort of negotiate with another team in the summer. Um, you know, I'm hoping and praying that we can keep most of this group together because I think they're on the verge of something quite special. But you know, that depends, doesn't it, on a lot of things in the summer. Um, so we just have to wait and see. Uh, but uh, I think the one thing that's in our favour is that the group is very close. I think they're a group that all get on really well. So if you know, if if there's an offer that comes in for a player from another club, and it's not a great deal of difference between the two offers on the table, then the fact that they're hopefully they're happy at Palace might just sway them to stay. But you know, that's my only concern really. And I know it's we're we're on a high and we're 33 points, third in the league. And I'm sort of talking about can we keep the players? But I just think it's it's so important, you know, it's so important that we just move on from this and keep building, you know. So that's that's where we that's that that that's where we need to to think about next. And I know all the all the coaching staff and they will do their absolute utmost to do what's best for the club, you know, try and keep everyone. But a lot of it might be out of their hands, of course, as well with finances, which which is uh, dictated by um, by the main club. So, yeah, but we'll have to see what happens. But, yeah, it's, a, it's been brilliant, isn't it? And, and um, we've got two games left. Um, I don't know where the season... It just sort of came around really quickly the last, the last couple of... You know, we've got two games left. I can't believe it, really. And then we've got to wait until next season. But... Um, I just wish there was more teams in the division as well. I just don't think 22 matches is quite enough, really, um, you know, in the league. And because we didn't have a good FA Cup run, um, we obviously didn't, you know, have any... We only had one FA Cup match, which we lost to Bridgewater. So, you know, I think 
it's just I just feel that almost that I don't you know I'm I'm going to miss it and I just think, don't think I've really had enough of of watching Palace women this season. I think it's a shame that there's not more teams in the league so we could have watched more games really. But um, but yeah, we are where we are. Yeah, there's a lot of gaps. There's always the second half of the season is always gappy, obviously between internationals and FA Cup and that, which is how we've ended up having that scenario where we keep you know we've had a few couple of week breaks and now and now we're in a, a three week gap I think it is before we play next um, and I've, I've, I've always found it frustrating that you, you get all the mental because the first half of the season there's like a load of cra- the games are a bit more crammed in and you've got the Conti Cup playing as well um, so that adds in three well one season I think added in five um, or four games but you know that, that adds, in, adds in a few games and so if yeah, it's a bit more condensed, and then the second half of the season, it always feels like it kind of really slows down, um, and it's just like, well, you, instead of thinking, oh, who's next week? You're like, well, when's the next game? Type thing. Um, so as you say, you know, it needs more teams in the league to be able to improve that and then get the the weekly games. Um, just to pick up a couple of things you said, one, just in terms of obviously how good it's going this season, we. Sunday was the third double we've done because we've done a double over Durham, which is incredible. We've done a double over Charlton, which is incredible, and we've done a double over Blackburn this season. So that's another first for the club. Uh, I think previously we've only done one, which was um, oh, it might have been two last year, Bees and Coventry. Um, oh no, we lost. We got no, we got hammered by Coventry at home last season. Uh, but I think one last season was the Bees. Well, we beat the Bees four times in all competitions. Um, and the season before, I think it was Coventry. So it's not something that we've easily done, and to, we've done that three times. So it's another massive positive. Um, and as you say about with the players, completely get where you're coming from because obviously turnover is quite high at this level currently, especially with the part us, those of us who are part time because you can't just sign someone down for three or four years on your own. Um, but I think, as you mentioned, the, I think the team spirit is going to you know, play a big part in it. Um, very tight-knit group. They do, I think they do a lot of stuff together, you know, off the, away from the training ground as well. Um, and I think for some, you know, I think it's actually, you know, that the club has kind of been a bit of a resurrection for them. I know, I remember when I did the interview with B and um, I remember she said, you know, after being at Tottenham for years and helping to get promoted, they went up and then basically just dropped her and she found her first season really tough to kind of, dealing with things and the club was there for her and um, you know and then she looked at the season she had last season and um, the threat that you know the threat that she still is this season so I think there will there will be some departures I think that's a guarantee um, every season uh, but you know hopefully we you know we've managed to keep the core of the squad together for the last couple of seasons which has been you know, massively, you know, big part of why we've been able to kick on because we've kept the core together of what's really thrived and then we've been able to add to it and improve on it. And especially last summer with the deals we've done, we've bringing in the experience. We've, you know, we've really kicked it on. So hopefully, you know, this this season, this summer, we'll see a similar thing, you know, by some miracle, you know, full time, but I'm not going to be breath. But, um, you know, there are possible other uh, actions that could be taken and, um, you just never know, but yeah, you know, you're right. We, it, it is key that we 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 keep hold of as many of the players as we can. But I, I do, I, I think 
the majority will stay. Um, I feel quite positive about that. Yeah, I hope so because we're on the. I think we're on the verge of something here. You know, um, we've got a great team. I mean, thirty-three points is, is already, and we could end up with as much as thirty-nine points. I mean, gosh, I mean, it, it's, it's it's just um, something that we never would have dreamt of at the beginning of the season. I think, um, given that there were more than half the teams are full time in the division. Um, just going back to um, last season's um, doubles, there were two actually because, as you said, London bees we beat home and away, but we also beat, beat Lewis home and away um we won two nil at lewis um just before christmas and then the last two game of the season, day. yeah the last final final day 2-1 yeah when um lizzie scored in the 86th minute so um to win us so, so we did have two doubles last year this season we've got three we've done three doubles incredible really i mean um yeah i mean it's just to, to beat teams to beat three teams home and away um like we have this year um Especially Durham, we never we never used to beat Durham and or Charlton, did we? So um, incredible results this season. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um, let's hope we can keep the squad together now and and and, and push on next season. Yeah, just bringing it back to, to Blackburn very quickly before we um, push on. Just the, the running down. The, I think the match stats probably echo what everything we said about the closeness of the game. Um, we had 54% possession, they they had 46. We had five shots on target, they had three. Um, we had three shots off target, they had four. And both teams had six corners each. Uh, we had a lot more free kicks than they did. Um, a lot of that then probably, I think, came with, with the trickery when we, when we brought on B and, um, and Shiv. But, you know, yeah, it was a close game. But it was, you know, I think that the right team won in the end. Um you know, and it's given us a massive chance for what would be the most unbelievable finish. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was Sunday. That was two one Blackburn. Before we move on to the discussion about um, scoring, um, a couple of things that I just want to say. One is um, a massive congratulations to Lizzie Waldy, who made her fiftieth appearance for the club in all competitions on Sunday. Uh, she's the third player to achieve that this season, uh, joining B and AJ. Um, so, yeah, massive congratulations to, to Lizzie for doing that. And yourself and I, we've got three trophies. We've got a trophy for them each to mark the occasion, um, which we will be handing out to the three of them at the end of the Watford game. So, looking forward to doing that. Um Friday deserve for all three, and it's one of those. I know some people might listen and go, well, "50 appearances, why are you doing that?" But for me, I, I feel at this at this level currently, with the turnover we've had so far since promotion, and especially with you know the, the, the shorter contracts and stuff, to and with the COVID season and with the less games in a season, I think for for those three to have reached 50 um, is a fantastic achievement, and. You know, great consistency and loyalty with the club as well. Um, and Shiv's only a couple of games away from joining them. So, um, yes, a great massive congratulations to Lizzie, and we'll be handing out the those trophies at the end uh, next week. Sorry, next week uh, in a couple of weeks' time, in the final home game against Watford. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to mention quick. Or, so actually, no, there is another two. Apologies, one they are quick. One is uh, I've got an interview with Lee Nichol coming 
very shortly. It's written up and with her for her final final uh, decision on whether she's happy with it or not. So hopefully I have that to post. And the other thing is just to draw people's attention to the poll that is currently up. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter account, so the Eagle Eye View Twitter account. Um, of course, very shortly got to make the decision the uh, who will win the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season Award. Uh, it was won by B last year and Dre the year before. Um, this year it's going to be incredibly tough. It's the, it's the hardest one because every time I think about it, it could be a host of different people for different reasons. Um, so I've got to make that decision. I know Phil and I, Phil, you and I have talked about it. Uh, I've got to make that final decision short, uh, in the next couple of weeks. But trying to, we wanted to get the the fans player of the season. So uh, I'm doing polls. It's two semi-finals. There's, Twitter only lets you put four players or four people, like or four options, should I say, in a poll at one time. Don't know why it limits it to four. Um, so we're doing two semi-finals. Uh, the first semi-final one is posted up currently. It's pinned there. It's, it's running for seven days. Um, and we've actually had quite quite a decent bit of uh, action on it. So he's already had 53 votes. Uh, Shiv is running away with it currently on 55%. And then Molly's got 26%. Lizzie Waldy's got 15%. And quite surprisingly, Kirsty's only got 4%. Um, and I think, especially first half, she, you know, she's had a great season for us. But that's how the top two will advance to the final and then after this one ends in the seven days um, the second semi-final goes up and that is uh, is Coral Millie uh, Emily and um, Amy Everett so they will be the four in the second semi-final so if you haven't voted already please go to the poll and vote Um, plenty of time still to go Spread the word, retweet it, tell everybody. Let's get as many as much traffic as we can on it, um, and we'll see who gets voted the fans player of the season. Right. <laughs> with all that said, Phil, are you still with me? Just to check. Oh yes, I'm still here. Yeah. The, uh, by the way, the trophies are magnificent. Um, I'm, I'm sure the three players will absolutely be delighted to win those um, for um, reaching 50 appearances. And as you say, you know, 50 appearances when you've only got 22 league games a year. Um, and actually, in previous seasons, it was even less because there was there was less than 12 teams in the division. Um, uh, and uh, when you consider that one season was cut short due to COVID, um, and um, we haven't had great cut great cup runs so we haven't had many cup games so to hit 50 appearances um is, is is you know it's quite remarkable really i mean um you could almost say that that is almost the same as say in men's football where they play twice as many games that's like hitting 100 appearances so yeah, it is a real milestone actually and it's um it's right that, and, and, I'm, and I'm really pleased that it was your idea. I was happy to back it and, and support that. And I think it's, um, I think it's absolutely right that we should award these players um, uh, with this trophy for um, for reaching 50 appearances because it is quite rare that um, uh, uh, you know when you're playing less games and also short contracts, as you say. So yeah, brilliant, and they're, and they're great trophies, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping that they'll be very, they'll be very happy with them. Yeah, do you know what I was saying to a mate at work today that one of my thinking behind it is because is that the, the, these players don't get 
enough recognition and accolades for these things. In the, not just at Palace, probably at a lot of clubs in the women's game currently, because um, it's just not. Oh, they're just not getting the recognition they deserve for it. Um, and I think we need to celebrate this. And that's why I started doing the Eagle Eye View Trophy. I mean, it's not exactly the world's great, greatest trophy, you know, but I wanted to do something to recognise, um, from my view, you know, the player of the season, you know, and and like this, with you know, fifty appearances is, is, is a fantastic achievement, and that they should be recognised for that, you know, and so yeah, I'll, I will post a picture of the trophies at some point. I'm going to have to do some kind of display with the flag, so it's not just my lounge, but um, I'll put that up at some point. But yeah, no, I I think it's. I'm, I'm so glad we've both done it, and um, so hopefully they will, uh, they'll they'll be pleased with them. Um, if not, I'll just moan about it. <laughs> but but right, um, moving on to the, the next the topic I wanted to speak about um, is goals. Now, what I thought of, I remember looking at the uh, statistics table on the, the website I get it from, um, where I get all the stats from, and. You've got a couple of runaway scorers, you know, double-figure scorers in the league. Um, I started to think that with a lot of clubs, are they mostly like, a, you know, a one-scorer team? Because we are, we are one of the highest-scoring teams in the league. I know we were third in it at one point. Um, I, I, we might still be third. Um in fact, I can tell you because I've written. I've written a whole. I've, I've sat here. This is how sad I've been. I sat down. I wrote out all the teams, the goals that they scored as a team, and then the goals for. And then I've gone through the top fifty. I think it was or top forty um, players. So everyone who scored three goals and above, I've gone through them all and allocated them to their clubs to get a picture of how many goals are being scored by specific, you know a certain amount of players. Um, so Coven- the top two Liverpool have, got, have scored 42 goals this season and Bristol City scored 39 um, and then it's Aston Sheffield United who are joint second after that on 31 sorry joint third um, so what I kind of wanted to look at was this season how we've benefited from we've scored more goals than any previous season but they've been a higher number and bear with me this a higher number spread out instead of it being lower numbers. So, like, last season, B scored eight, Coral and Sherelle scored five, and I think after that, after those three, it was just a couple of, you know, the old goal by a player. Um, and a lot of other clubs, when I was doing these stats, are have been the same. So, other than Liverpool, I mean, just to mention briefly, because they're like the anomalies, but, like, Liverpool, I mean, they've got, um, Leanne Kiernan has got 12 Katie Stengel's then got six. Rachel Furness has got five. Yana Daniels has got four. And then they've got Taylor Hins, Taylor Hins and uh, Missy Vokerns have got three each. And then Bristol City, Abby Harrison is the top scorer in the league with 15. Then they drop down to Chloe O'Connor's got six. Amy Palmer and uh, Aggie Beaver-Jones have got five each. And Melissa Johnson have got three. So, But then they've scored such a high amount as a, a squad. Obviously, those numbers are going to be higher. But when you look down after that, a lot of other teams have got probably what we had last season. Um, Sheffield United, their thirty-one of their thirty-one goals, Courtney Sweetman Kirk has got nine, and Lucy Watson's got eight. And then after that, 
they've got their next scorer has only got two. If the stats are right on that website, uh, their next scorer's high scorer has got two. That's a huge drop down. Um, bear with me on this. Uh, London City Lionesses, uh, they've got their top scorer is Amy Rogers on five. Um, then Rihanna Jarrett's got four. And uh, Karen Mooney has got three. And then after that, it's, everyone else is two or lower. Um, Durham, Beth Heppel's got nine. And then if these stats are correct, no one's got higher than the next down is two. So one player with nine goals, and then the rest is going to be a majority. They've scored 26 goals a season. So I imagine that that's going to be fairly spread out through the squad. Um, Charlton's top scorer is Elise Hughes, a six. Our old mate Ella Rutherford's got three, and Emma Follis has got three. Um, and then everyone else under that, after that's got less. Uh, nearly there. Lewis, um, oh, apologies, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, India Bessie Umatong has got four. She's the top scorer. Paula Howes has got three. Amelia Hazard's got three. And Lucy Ashworth Clifford's got three. And everyone else after that is obviously two or less. Uh, Sunderland, Neve Heron's the top scorer with four. Emily Scar's got four. And Kira Ramshaw's got three. And then after that, it's two or less. Blackburn, Annabelle Blanchard's top scorer with four. Saffron Jordan's got three. And after that, it's two or less. Cob- uh, Watford, if this, again, if this is if these stats are correct on that website, they haven't got anyone who scored more than two goals. Uh, which is incredible. They scored, they've only scored 17 this season. So they've scored one more than Blackburn, but that's going to be spread across the entire team. And then finally, Coventry. Rhea Hardy's got six, and she doesn't even play for them anymore. Um, and Katie Wilkinson's got five. And then after that, again, they drop down to uh, two or less goals. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think one of the reasons why we've been so successful this season is we're not reliant, we're not being reliant on just one scorer or even two scorers. A lot of these teams... They've got, you know, they've got less goals in this as a squad, um, as, as a team overall, and without one or two of those players, they're dropping down to, you know, it's like I'm guessing a defender will get one goal, and you know, a midfielder, you know, left back might get one goal, and then a the midfielder might have two goals, and it's kind of scattered around, but which is great in the, in the sense of, um, you know, it, goals are spread around the team, but I kind of think. To be successful, you need, and we've seen it in the in the men's this season as well, where Will's got ten and Conor Gallagher's got eight, and then um, Edward's got six, I think it is, and Matessa's on like five or six. And you need, I think, sometimes to be successful, you need a higher number of goals amongst a higher number of players than um, two or three having a higher amount of goals, and then no one else has really got any. And to kind of back that point up, we've Coral Shiv. Millie have all got five, so they're a joint top scorers with five. Kirsty and Molly have both got four, and then B's got three. And then after that, we then drop down to two. I believe Sophie McLean's got two. I think Lizzie's got two. Um, so, but that that's uh, that's five players, no, six players um, who've got three or more goals for us this season in our, in our total of 31. Now, that is higher. The only, the only, I think, literally Liverpool and Bristol are the only two teams who have got more players with three or more goals this season than us. Um, and we've got um, 
three of our players have scored more goals than the top goal scorer of what uh, I think four or five of the teams below us. So hopefully, what I'm saying, A hasn't put people to sleep, uh, and B has kind of made sense. But kind of my thought process, and I feel it's to kind of get your your input and your thought on the topic of it is that we've benefited this season from not just the goals being around the team, but a higher number. That's the key bit of it, is that it's a higher number of goals. So we haven't got someone who's gone into double figures, but we've got, um, you know, four or five players who have got a higher number than what we've done in previous seasons. It kind of, I don't know if you've ever seen the film Moneyball, um, which is based on a true story about uh, Benny Bean, um, is a GM in baseball, and they start signing players on the um, percentage like their stats, and they they lost like their their top um, player who would get I don't know say forty home runs in a season for example I can't remember what it was, um, and they couldn't afford to go out and sign another exact one of them, so they went out and signed three far more, uh, I said the average but for uh, lower um, achieving players in terms of stats. But they were much cheaper. But the three of them together equaled what you'd gain from that one. So you, they they re- filled in the forty run, home runs a season with three cheaper players instead of going out and risking it all on one. And for us this season, I kind of feel that's what, what we, we where we stepped up, where we're suddenly where we're scoring the more goals is because it's not just one or two. Like you know, we, we lost Shiv for the Charlton game, um, who's, but then you still had. Coral and Millie and, and Molly and Kirsty and B and other players who are getting a higher number of goals. So hopefully you're still here and hopefully that made some kind of sense and uh, you have some kind of viewpoint on it. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah, I think it is interesting because last season, of course, we were very reliant on B getting our goals because she was just on fire and she scored so many. Um, and I think you know there's a lot to be said for spreading the goals around the team because you're not. First of all, it's more difficult to stop the team because you you know if you can stop one player who's scoring all the goals, then you you know the opposition know we've got well, we've got to stop B, and then they don't get many other goals. But when you're spreading the goals around the team, of course, the opposition will find it much more difficult to stop um, the goal you know, the goals coming in because they're 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 coming from all directions. Um, we have brought in some goals this. I mean, Millie's a goal score, natural goal scorer. Molly's scored some really crucial goals this season. Um, so we have brought in goals this 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 season, um, and um, I think you know it, it it really is testament to the team that the way we play, we create chances across the pitch from different areas. You know, so you know we might score a goal from a corner with Lizzie or um, Gracie, for example, getting on the end of something. Um, but we can score goals from lots of different situations, and uh, and we've we've, we've scored um, tap-ins, you know. So B's got on the end of a cross from Molly um, for a tap-in, and then the next week um, we're hitting a we're hitting a twenty-five yarder from Coral, you know, into the top corner. So we've got goals, different types of goals, very difficult to stop, you know. Um, uh, when when we're spreading the goals around the team, so yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by those stats. I didn't know them before you've just outlined them, but I'm not surprised that we've got so many players who've got three or more goals um, this season. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, last season we we had three main goal scorers, didn't we? Um, we had B in the league. We had B who I think got eight. 
and then we had um coral got five and uh i think shirelle got five yeah so we, we 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 you know we had three main goal threats last year where most of our goals came from whereas this season they are spread out much more much more difficult to stop you're not reliant on someone and if someone gets injured or suspended or something then you you know you're not going to miss that person quite as much um if you've got goals around the team so you know can you imagine last season if b was out for half the season where would the where would we've got the goals you know she was just on fire and getting scoring all our goals but um we spread them out a lot a lot more um so yeah i think we well i think we i think it's the best squad we've ever had isn't it so when you've got a really strong squad um it does two things really it gives you more options um so you can change the formation change the way you play bring players in rest players um but also i think in training as well the the better the squad the better the quality training the more you you test the players you know during the week um so they're up against you know training with better players so that you know that makes them better players themselves so i think you know as we grow each season as we have done for the last few seasons we've grown and got better and better and we've improved on season on season um i'm not surprised that we've spread the goals around a little bit more i mean what just going through the team the teams that you um that you ran through earlier mike i mean i'm really surprised actually with charlton because jess king i thought she she was their top goal scorer last season at charlton i thought she was really i mean i I remember watching her play a few times last season thinking wow she's like a really good center you know she's a strong center forward got a bit of pace goal knows where the goal is I don't think she's hardly played this season for Charlton. I'm really surprised. I don't obviously we don't know if she's been injured or carrying an injury or, or what the reasons are, but I just thought that was really surprising because I thought Jess King was, you know, she was just an exceptional player last season for Charlton, but she just hasn't really had much of a look in this season. But um but yeah, as far as we're concerned, of course, we, yeah, we've we're we're in a very fortunate position where we've got goals throughout the team and um, you know, I'm just a bit surprised, really, that Lizzie hasn't scored more because she's got that massive advantage with her height and dominance from corners. Um, uh, and, and some of her, you know, the quality of our corners is generally pretty good, isn't it? it either Shiv or Coral normally whip them over. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised that um, that Lizzie hasn't scored more because I think she's quite dangerous at set pieces. Um, but very pleased with the way that, the you know, and I, like I said last week on this um, pod, we could have our own goal of the season competition because we've scored some crackers this season. You know, we we, we, uh, we could probably put 10 goals together out of those 30-odd goals that we've scored um, and, um, and, uh, and have our own goal of the season competition. I mean, that would be interesting, actually. To, to think about what is the what is our goal of the season because there has there has there have been so many brilliant goals, um, but yeah, spreading them around the team, yeah, it's it's a great thing because very difficult for the opposition to stop because we've got threats coming from all directions, um, and we're not so reliant on players um, if they're injured or, or or not playing for whatever reason, then we're not so reliant on them. We can we, you know we, we've got we've got goals across the team, um, which is what when we talked about the Coventry home game, which is why I was surprised with the line up because I think we had 22 at that point we had about 28 goals that this season when we played Coventry and I think we had 22 of those goals on the bench um, which is why I was surprised with the lineup because I just thought you know we've got all these goals goals across the team but a lot of lot of the, lot of those players were on the bench and there's probably good reasons for that that we don't know about you know I don't it must have been some injuries or coming back from illness or something like that 
you know quite possibly so i'm not su suggesting that you know it wasn't the right thing to do but i think that was one of the reasons that we struggled against coventry at home is that we just didn't have the goals in the team that we that, that we would normally have you know um so but yeah very, really impressive this season not only the, the the way that they've been spread around, but the quality of the goals and the different types of goals as well. We've had some great team goals, great individual goals. So it's been fantastic, really. And um, uh, I can't. I, I wonder if we can have a compilation of all our goals. I mean, it'd be great if we could put something together. If uh, the club could put something together for all our all our women's goals this season, so we can have them all in one video or something. That'd be brilliant to watch. Yeah, I think that'd be beyond my capabilities, unfortunately. Although a goal. Really kind of looking at our own goal of the season would be definitely something we can look at doing on a future pod. Um, just kind of to pick up something that you said, which is actually kind of one of the things behind my thinking about the, these stats and, and this stance was you said about what would we have done if um, Beard got injured last season. And ironically, it wasn't an injury, but I can't remember when it was without sitting and trawling back for all the results. But most of her goals came in the first half of the season. And I think she went on a run that towards the end of the season of like eight games or something like that, where she didn't score. And that was the thing was uh, the um, the goal her her goals dried up, and so did the teams that like we we so did our results. Um, so that was the you know kind of one of the things I was thinking about was because she was so vital to us last season when the, her goals weren't happening, we weren't really getting many elsewhere. Um, and then obviously we lost Shirelle in the summer, so that, that was five goals taken out of the team. But then with the recruitment we've done, that five, her five goals were replaced by Millie with five goals. And you know B's got five less this season than the last season. But then Molly's um, come in and scored four, and Curtis coming, you know, scored scored four, and and Coral's matched what she did last season. So um, yeah, no, I just thought I, I remember thinking about it the other day, and I thought well, something I wanted to kind of just highlight and, and discuss because of, um let's say you know you know we the old adage of goals win games and that kind of thing and, and every season it's because it's, it's, it's very much a palace thing we don't really get you know men's and women we don't often get a runaway scorer um and then it'll happen like every 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 odd season every now and then every season so um like it happened with AJ and then we didn't have one for ages and then, you know, we had with Glenn Murray and um, I think the highest since promotion has been 10 or 11 in a season. Um, and obviously, we, with the women's side, there was Gemma Bryan before promotion. And then there was B last season, who was, who still holds the record for the highest goal return in a season uh, in the league. In, in, all, in all competitions, actually, because she had um, 14 across all competitions. So, but other seasons, it's kind of it's it's been more spread. But this this time, it's been as I say, a higher number spread. So yeah, no, I, I just thought it was interesting, it was quite interesting. I mean, as I say, if these stats are correct, the fact that Durham, you know, have got Beth Heppel, and then after that, it's no one's got more than two goals. It's just incredible to find out. And, and Watford, I mean, we've our top five have all got more than anyone at Watford. It's just it's just mad. Um, so yeah, you know, and you know, and Coventry, you know, we've, we've you, you can see where some of the clubs have had their struggles. Um, but I just thought it's an interesting kind of point to look at as uh, another area where we've improved on this season and where what, some of our strength has come from, because we 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 know, you know, 
the other end isn't our strongest point. And uh, this is one of those rare seasons where we were one of the high scorers and one of the worst defensively in terms of goals conceded. So it's kind of mad how um, we've managed to hit those two points. Uh, Like the runaway two of the the only ones who have scored more than us. And then I feel like the, the worst two teams in the league of the only ones who have conceded less than us. Sorry, conceded more than us. So it's, yeah, it's been a kind of a bit of a mix. But yeah, I just wanted to look at, you know, I wanted to kind of highlight that, that massive change in us this season and uh, and the positive that it is. Um, now, I know we were talking about discussing matches with, again, in regards with the full time and sort of conversations you've had lately and the, and the lack of action that's come with them. But my thinking is next week we've got no game to review or preview. So we have a free pod to discuss a more detailed matter like that. Uh, if you're happy to do so, to, to put, put it back to them, Phil. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm happy to discuss anything really about women's football um, and take on views from others as well. It'd be great to hear to hear views on lots of topics around women's football. Um, you know, we've got the Euros coming up. There's a lot to talk about, actually. We've got the the FA Cup prize money increase. We've got loads of things going on. You know, um, uh, I've been watching the um, uh, Women's Champions League quarterfinals and my God, I watched every game, actually. Um Home, all, all the all, all the um, all, all all four home and aways, <laughs> and the quality was just incredible. I mean, obviously Barcelona had ninety one thousand for their home game. They sold out again for the semi final against Wolfsburg. Um, it's, I think they were so oversubscribed as well. They sold out really quickly. Barcelona with their ninety odd thousand for the semi final uh, home leg. I was really impressed with Wolfsburg. That Barcelona um, Wolfsburg semi final is going to be immense. <laughs> it's going to be Wolfsburg was so good against Arsenal. They really were fantastic. I mean, the way they play, um, the quality throughout all the games was brilliant. You know, um, so uh, the, the semi finals are going to be great. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think those um, champion. I mean, I know that we're talking about elite football here with the champion. You know, the four best teams are in the semi finals. There's no English teams there, you know. Chelsea went out early. Man City didn't get out of the group. Arsenal got knocked out by Wolfsburg. You know, um, we we've got a really good Super League, and we've got we've got some really strong teams there. But actually, this season in Europe, they've not <laughs> they've not done well at all. So yeah, we could expand the discussion to cover a lot of issues, really, a lot of things, a lot of topics in women's football. Um, very happy to do anything really, but um, you know, I think there's a gap as well. You know, I, th- I really do think there's a gap um, because you've got the four top four or five in England, um, but I don't think it's I don't think it takes it will take much. For a club like Palace or some, you know, ideally us with the backing of Premier League money, I don't think it will take much for us to be up there, you know, because when you think of how much money it would cost to match those teams, we can't match them financially in men's football. We can't, we don't, we will never get the same income as Liverpool, Man United, Man City, you know, there's no way unless we have years of dominance and have a 50,000 seat stadium. But in women's football, there's a gap there where you can really move quickly 
with a little bit of investment, really clever recruitment. So, you know, I, I, I mean, can you imagine if Palace got into Europe and we were travelling away to Wolfsburg? I mean, it'd be a dream, wouldn't it? I don't think, it, you know, that I, th I think it's easier to do that than for, for us to expect the men's team to play in Europe, you know. Um, I think with a bit of investment and building on what we've got, I don't think, you know, I don't think we're, diff I don't think we're that far behind, really, the way we, if we keep progressing. So, yeah, there's lots of things we can talk about, Mike. I'm happy to, I've got loads of views on women's football. I'm so fascinated by it. And uh, I know that Ben's probably much more knowledgeable than me. And it'd be great to hear him as well if we did a pod where we opened it up to talking about um, a wider, wider range of women's football topics. That'd be really, I'd very much enjoy that. So, yeah. That'll probably be the one where I'm like silent the whole way through. <laughs> once, once, you get outside, once you get outside of Palace, my my knowledge starts to struggle. Um, but yeah, what we can always do, we can always as well, we can always put it out on on Twitter to see if there's any topics, um, you know, relation to to Palace that people want us to talk about. Um, so I might actually have something to say. We've got a couple of, I think two weeks in a row. We, well, I think the week after will be the like the preview, and then a bit of spare time and that as well. So there's definitely a few, a uh, few bits we're about to talk about for sure. And I think if we could invite some um, some people from other teams in the league, in our league, in the championship, you know, some supporters from other teams, maybe we could have some some questions about their what you know who who what players stood out for them from an opposition team um, in during the season, what their what their um, what their sort of um, they feel their prospects are for next season. Maybe we could in, include some of because we've got we've got some people that we know from other teams um, in the league. Maybe we could invite some of them and give them sort of a five minute session section of the of the pod to oh. talk because it'd be very interesting. I mean, I'm always interested in hearing what other teams think of not only. Palace, but what other team supporters think of the quality of the league and who what's been their toughest game this season? Who have they been most impressed with? You know, what's their favourite goal that they've scored? You know, I, I would be really interested to hear views from some of the fans of other teams. So maybe we could allocate a five minute section where they can talk about those things um, in maybe, you know, maybe two or three in each pod coming up would be really I mean, what do you think? Do you think that's a possibility, Mike? I mean, I'd well, be maybe, really interested to hear their views. Maybe we could just do an episode that is like a championship round table. So yeah. get a yeah. few get a few the few people in and we can have a few topics to discuss that everyone can kind of chip in on. Maybe we can look to do something like that. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Right. Well, before I kind of round things up, um everyone who's listening in, if there's anything you want to mention or or say or ask before about what for that I've talked about tonight? Um, raise your hand now, um, or forever hold your peace. I suppose is the term. Um, if you, if there's anything you want to say, just let us know. Obviously, just request. There we go, Ben. I, I did wonder, Ben. <laughs> uh, right, Ben, can you hear us? Oh, disconnecting. Can you hear me, Ben? Ben, are you there? Can you hear me back now? Yeah, right, great. Uh, guys, I just wanted to say, um, I joined late today, So, but what you're saying about next week, if you've got a free week, 
and as you were saying, there's huge potential to get other fans from around the league to join in. Brilliant. I think that's brilliant. So if you can arrange something of that nature, great, in time for next week. If you need a bit longer, then obviously take a bit longer because it might be, for example, you, you said this before as well, this was your idea, that at the, after the season is over, you could also then do a review of the season with other fans from around the league to see what they perceive as the issues and or see who their favourite players have been in the season, etc. So and all the things you've just said, which you don't need me to repeat. Um, so if you can organise whatever for next week, fine. But if you need longer, take longer over it because it's an excellent idea. It just, I don't know how long it will take you to, you probably know a lot of uh, fans because you've met a lot of people on your travels. Um, I was hoping to make it down in time for the last game of the season to meet you guys in person. I don't think I can do that due to work, but um, it's a wonderful idea. There are super ideas that you've had uh, today since I've heard since I joined. Uh, just, just see how quickly or see how quickly you can arrange that. Uh, um, and then if I can listen in, and you know, usually I'm back from work, just gone seven. So obviously as soon as I can listen in, I will. But um, And then I'll listen to this episode on Spotify. But what you've been saying, as usual, is really, really good ideas. And thank you for doing it, guys. It's very important what you're doing. Um, and it, it not there are a number of podcasts, I realise, and they're all important because women's football is not just about football. It's also about equal rights and defeating Victorian stereotypes. Um, and Victorian stereotypes, which I can understand existed while Victoria was alive, but then persisted far too long after she after she died in 1901. So I think what you're doing is very important. That's it, Mike. Back to you. Have a good evening, guys. Back to you. Cheers, Ben. Always, as always, appreciate your uh, your input. Um, I think I'll put it out. I'll put the feelers out to see if we can do something for next week and uh, we'll put it out in the collective because I'd imagine most people's pods are going to have been a similar boat. So hopefully we can do something for next week. And if we can't, then yeah, we can look to do it. There's nothing stopping us doing a different one later on uh, at the end of the season anyway. But I think that could be a good idea if we can get, even if it's just a, a couple of people from a couple of other clubs, I'd imagine um, the Mackhams, I'd imagine we'll get someone in for the Mackhams um, and hopefully we can get one or two others. Um, and I think that'd be a really good idea, actually, just to kind of chew, chew the fat, as it were, over over the championship this season. And because um, it's funny, isn't it? The, the, all the different views we get on stuff, so it's quite interesting to hear how other people see things for the season. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that in that case, if no one else has got anything they want to to add in. Um, Phil, have you got anything else you want to add in? Um, no, thanks, Mike. I just wanted to say um, thanks again to Ben um, for um, speaking. You know, I really, I'm really always interested in hearing what Ben says. So thanks, Ben, and um, and uh, for everyone else who's. Um, I know you'll you'll thank everyone for for listening in um, either live or um, in the replay. But uh, it is really important that we get. Um, you know. Otherwise, it's just me and you talking to each other, and it's it's a little it's a little bit you know like two two old geezers, you know. Um, 
but um, it's really good that we get people um, listening. John, thank you so much. And um, all the people that listen afterwards um, in their own time when it's more convenient, because I do realise that not everyone's available at this time. Um, but it's, it's really it's really good that we um, that we get people listening in. And so very grateful to everybody. Um, and I know you'll probably say the same, but I just wanted to say that because I and, and also, Mike, you know, thanks for running these so well, because you, you you know, you um, you're a great host of these uh, pods. So thanks for doing that as well. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone. I look forward to, to next week. Cool. Now I feel like the guys just turned up to say thank you to everybody. And someone else has given me speech. <laughs> now, just thought I'd save you the job. Repeat it. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, what you said uh, as always thanks to everyone who has uh, listened to it whether it's for the whole way through or joining parts of it uh, thanks to everyone who is listening to the replays on this whether it's the Twitter replays or Spotify we are on Spotify it will hopefully be up tomorrow evening uh, I will put it out um, on Twitter and on Facebook when it's on Spotify um, if you haven't subscribed to us on Spotify please do uh, it's free, um, and yeah, yeah, we'll be available on there to listen to. Um, just a reminder, hopefully, you know, very shortly in the next few days, I'll have an in- the interview with Lee Nicholl will be posted, and that'll be put out as well. It's definitely well worth a read. Um, and, of course, as I said, at the Watford game, we'll be handing out the trophies for the, um, the 50 appearances for AJB and Lizzie. And finally, obviously, just one more thing, just again, if you haven't already voted on the first semi-final of the fans player of the season, it's, it's pinned on my Twitter account, on my Twitter page. So please go there, cast your vote. And then next week, the second semi-final will be going live. So with that said, thank you to everybody. Uh, for, as always, Phil, thanks as always for doing this with me. Um, it wouldn't happen without it. I say every time, but it's true. Which is why I say it every time. Um, and yes, thank you very much for listening. And, We'll have something next week, not sure whether it's the round table or something else, there will be a pod next week. And hopefully we will uh, see you there. So thank you very much, everybody, and take care. Cheers, Mike. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>